What's up, ladies and gents? This is the Blue versus Green show. Welcome to our season finale, at least in terms of the Jets and Giants. Our seasons. You know? <laughs> our seasons. Yeah, exactly. Our seasons. Our, our particular season doesn't end because we'll have some content during the offseason. But <clears throat> as Jets and Giants fans, we're done. So uh, we I, am your, I am your co-pilot, Walt, and I'm joined here by Jose. Yo. And Gabe. Mm. Say what's up, yeah, guys. Yeah. Uh, I don't uh, – sorry. Um, this is the, 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 the blue versus green show, not just the Jets show. We don't have co-pilots here, all right? Quarterbacking, quarterbacking. Let's let's remind ourselves we're not in the jet, especially not the Jets jet. That one ain't going nowhere. Well, neither is the Giants. So the Giants kind of tripped over their giant feet Toppled this, over. Uh, <laughs> this, uh, this season also. So, you know, listen, oh, the, two, the two New York teams, we really don't have anything to write home about because, you know, quite frankly um, – very disappointing. That's the best thing you can say about the Jets and Giants this year. They have been very, very disappointing. You know, the Giants came in off of a playoff berth last year. Um, at the very least, we thought that they would try and replicate that, and they didn't do that. And the Jets came in with tons of hype because we signed Aaron Rodgers, and, well, we all know how that happened. So, um, yeah. you know, it, it is what it is. So, yeah. Um, what do you what do you guys how how are you guys doing? Doing all right. Uh actually not feeling too bad. You know, I'm kind of uh a little bit uh relieved that the season is over and we kind of ended on 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 another New York total victory that includes Buffalo. All three teams in here in New York actually won. Um I enjoyed how we won specifically as far as the Giants go. The Jets, you know, at least you guys won. Um, but I, I like the fact that we ended the season on a win, even though it was a terrible season, uh, and a little bit of relief that it's finally over. So, although, although Monday, 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 Monday kind of, uh, is a daring to bring that feeling to a crashing halt. Black Monday, as they call it, but yeah. we'll get, we'll get into that a little bit later and stuff. Uh, why don't we talk about the games themselves? Because, you know, that clearly that's why we're here, right? Um, let's start out with the Jets because the Jets were kind of sloshing around in the snow over at Foxborough. Um, what do you guys think about the game? Uh, I, I have very, 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 very mixed feelings about winning that game and this entire season because uh, it was a, a, a wonderful end to the season for uh, one of the best stand players on the team, one Brees Hall, in a fantastic game. Basically, he beat the Patriots. The Jets didn't even necessarily beat the Patriots in that game. Defense, you know, did what it generally does this season. Um, kind of picked themselves back up after a couple of rough-ish weeks to to take out the Patriots, where it was a little personal, I think. Um, but the. I mean, the Jets went down, dropped down to what the tenth, the ninth pick, tenth I pick. think, with this with this victory, right? Pick. So that that is a little bit disappointing. And I will say one more thing that made it all the more interesting. Before we got on the podcast, I was recapping the Giants game. I was doing a little of the condensed stuff to give me a reminder of 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 what happened in that trouncing of the of the Eagles. Y'all y'all gave them. 
and I saw I ended up on clips of uh, or, or uh, best of clips of the NFL season, which apparently are already out on YouTube. And like one of the clips was the the Gibson uh, return, the punt return, return in game one. the first game of the season against Nine Buffalo. 11. And how incredible like all that felt even still with Aaron Rodgers getting hurt like damn this is a this is a good team man we're going to have a good season anyway to you uh i i am as far as the jets game go i thought you know it's it's the jets played kind of how actually the jets played kind of how i sh- i think they should have played earlier on i think they should have like put more on uh on the back of Brees Hall if he really is you know, as as great of running back as as uh, Jets Nation um, feels that he is, uh, I think that there's a lot of potential there. I think maybe a little bit overhyped, but that's a different conversation, different story. Um, he had an amazing game yesterday, but also at the same time, it's the kind of game that you expect him to play. Like you're not gonna like in 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 blizzard like conditions. Even though we didn't see mounds of snow on the field itself, we're talking about snow that's flying sideways. Uh, in in these blizzard-like conditions, uh, who's you know passing the ball? That you know you're not going to have a passing game, especially with the quarterback situation for both teams. It was going to be one uh, uh, on the field, um, marching down the field. That was amazing that Brees Hall was able to hit 178 yards. Um, but I think that Brees Hall, you know, I want to say yes, Brees Hall definitely like is the star. Of the game, but it's your 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 kickers, man. Your 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 punting, your field goal game. I mean, they won you the game the way that I felt like they won a lot of your games this season, especially when you weren't able to score touchdowns. Um, and hello, Hina. Thank you for interrupting me. Um, <laughs> Cat but, uh, but it kind of encapsulates the season, right? Uh, a team that struggles, even though again, I I don't think that you know it's the the weather conditions is what caused this struggle in this game. But it was very similar to like how the rest of the season is struggling to get down the field to score a touchdown and winning it with your punts and your field goals. Well, yeah. Can I just can I just say one thing about uh, Brees Hall? Not even in defense, but like, and one thing about Garrett Wilson. From what I witnessed in like the the quick interviews and like what's happened with Brees Hall over the last couple of weeks, I feel like I and I hope and I think. That he's kind of had like gone through his villain origin story, so to speak, and has really started to pick it up over the last couple of weeks. Like he's heard all the talk and he's gotten a little sick of it. And he didn't have he missed a little bit of time because of injuries, right? So he's he's it really feels like he wants to prove something in his words and in his actions the last couple of weeks. And I feel like Garrett Wilson with his words, uh, where this was the worst year of his life. I feel like I'm hoping he's gonna go through a kind of a villain origin story and like take it to a new level the way Brees did in these last couple of games starting next season. But yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that we'll get into all that stuff when we talk about black Monday we'll and see. stuff. Yeah. Uh, let me, let me say this about Brees Hall. Bree, I, I love Brees Hall. I don't think that he's overrated. Um, and I'll tell you the reason why, but I'll, I'll, Bree, I'll, yeah, I don't know about that. Bree, yeah. Brees Hall. Um, my man is is bordering, you know, between arrogance and confidence when you listen to him after the game. You know what I'm saying? And I I do like that, but you know, at some point there there's also something to be said about humility. And yeah. so I'll just say it like that. I will say this though, um, Christian McCaffrey, C.D. Lamb, Tyreek Hill, 
Brees Hall. Those are your top four all-purpose yards leaders in the NFL. True. Very true. That's that's all I'll say. And mind you, understand that Brees Hall, um, a lot of those yards he got receiving, but he did did miss a 1,000-yard season by six Mm -hmm. yards. And think about think about how he got that because he was dealing with a lousy offensive line and a passing attack that did him no favors whatsoever because you know what they were stacking that line because they respect they did not respect those quarterbacks. So and to come fourth all purpose yards, I think that's amazing. Uh the other thing that I say I, I will say that's amazing, Garrett Wilson, with all the shitty quarterbacks that he had, again. Uh, came close to breaking the team record for the amount of catches in a season for the Jets. Uh, the only one that five, I think, was, right? yeah, the only the only one that had more was Brandon Marshall, I think, in that 2005 season, like you said. Um, so these are two two studs that the Jets can lean on and really work off in the off season. With this particular game. Um, doesn't it always seem that every time the Jets play the Patriots, it's either raining or snowing or windy? It seems like every freaking game. Think about last year with the the debacle where Zach was benched for the first time. He was coming off a windy, rainy day where he was saying, come on, fellas, you know, it was windy out there. I, yeah, I remember that, that actually. You're and, right. And then Mac Jones on the other side threw for like 275 yeah, yards. Yeah, yeah. So it always seems like they're always playing the Patriots and then Clement Wendler. So to have I mean, the listen. last game where Bill Belichick probably will be the coach, the last his last game as the coach of New England, Yeah, having them play in the snow, kind of kind of on, on point with the Jets. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, you know, we're talking about two Northeast teams, uh, and you guys usually play later in the season. Um, unless you guys are playing early in the fall, you're 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 always going to be dealing with this, I think. Yeah. Um, and and uh, Zach, Zach was. Did I say? Did I say? Did I say uh, overrated on Brees Hall? Yeah. Okay. Maybe that that's not the right word that I want to say. I I just think that he's it's overhyped is what I meant to say then. Um, yeah, he, I feel like he's a little bit overhyped. It's um, hard. It's hard to say overhyped when he's he's kind of doing it on a shitty team. <laughs> to be quite honest, I, th- I think it's right. Nice but I think there's so, not much hype outside of New York for Brees Hall, is there? That like, is true. I wonder. I mean, there's yeah. not really. I don't see any hype in the media here, right? Like Atlanta doesn't give a shit. So, I mean. I don't know. Uh, maybe overhyped in New York terms, but with I that guess kind so. of I mean, for me, that's he does come well, but, pretty but solid. But listen, listen. I love you the got, kid. I don't want him to go anywhere. That's all. Yeah. I right. No, no, no. I'm not. But that's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to knock him. I'm not saying that I. I'm not hating on him. That's why I say over overrated is not the word that I should have used. So I apologize about that. About saying that, I think overhyped because, yeah, he's number four. But I still like. I feel like. CD Lamb, uh, C Mac, um, uh, who's 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 uh, Tyreek Hill, Tariq Hill, and I, I feel like they, I feel like those three are it just feels like, and maybe it's because of the teams that they're on, but it just feels like they're a little bit of a league away from Brees Hall, even though Brees Hall like is you, number four. You put his ass, it's just, it's just what it feels like when I see it. You know, no, but you know what it I, is? I want him to go anywhere, but okay. you put him on the 49ers or the Dolphins or 
And what, yeah. who, like, I mean, put him on any. Yeah, no, I mean, I want him to stay. I want him to stay. Maybe, maybe it's because, maybe it's because of like, maybe it's a little bit because of like the uh, the overconfidence that I kind of feel from him that it makes me yeah, feel like, all right, show you like slow your roll. You know, you're you're not all that yet. Way. You know, that might be why I have this feeling. Um, uh, I but, agree with but again, that. that's why. That's why to me is it like it's, and it could also be the Giants bias. You know, I'm. You know, uh, I. It's all I, about Saquon. I, Huh? I mean, it's all about Saquon. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not. It's not that. It's just a, like it's all I hear about. Like, like I just hear so much about like giant, like Jets fans uh, on 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 radio and media. Like, as far as all over here in New York, and they're just like all about these Hall and stuff. And I'm just like, I haven't seen them do it. You know but you know what, what it is. Here, here, here's where it is, and and I I I, I feel you with that because the hype of the Jets going into the season was literally dialed to 11 you know what i'm saying yeah like and so yeah. everybody was on I, I mean you look you look at you know the national media and stuff espn and fox sports and cbs sports and nbc sports all they did for like the first in august and september it was all about aaron Rodgers. it was all about the jets so we were oversaturated with that and it's funny because even sauce gardner mentioned it um in his exit interview today i believe they kind of they kind of they kind of bought into the hype you know what i'm saying and and it's kind of hard to do not to do right because you're getting it from all sides first of all and then you're a young team you know what i'm saying yeah. so you're, yeah. you're you're susceptible to all of that stuff you know so what I'm saying? Definitely you know i susceptible yeah. to it like getting into Anna Rogers inner circle and them having their special handshake and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know what? I think maybe that's where it is too. Maybe it's just a, like yeah. the hype was so strong in the offseason it it that was. it's still bothering me all the way at the end of the season. Yeah. That, I can yeah. agree with that. It bothers me too. Cause we like finished the season kind of shitty. Yeah. <laughs> you guys finished it. Weren't you guys a six win, t- a six win team last year? I agree. Uh, no, we were a seven win team. We were a seven win team. Last, last year. year you were seven win team. Thing. Yeah. Same shit. Yeah, same finish. So, yeah. so same finish. with all the hype, with with the worst offense, believe it or not. Yeah, our, our offense last last year was actually better than this year, believe it or not, which is which is amazing. You know, yeah. imagine if we had last year's offense. Not on paper. On paper, your offense is supposed to be better this year. I know, which is similar to like the whole thing with the Giants, right? Like technically, on paper, our offense got better this year, right? With like the additions and stuff. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> But we did not perform the way that we did last year. I feel like I would yeah. love to try to run some numbers and see, like, if we would get into the playoffs with last year's offense as abysmal as that was. I wonder. That'd if, like, be interesting. Somehow, That'd be really interesting. Would be interesting. How how would this even have that. gone if you just kept it? If you just ran it back the way that you guys did yeah. it? Yeah, because we've heard all the average of NFL offense shit. We probably would have been like fourteen and three, like if that were the case this season. I can't yeah. I can't imagine us having less than twelve wins if that were but, the case. But, I will say, I will say this: um, the Jet defense actually performed worse this year in, in certain aspects. Really, especially especially I with feel like that points, was a little bit of points given up. Offense. Especially yeah. with points given up. So you know yeah. that that was like that was like a big thing and stuff. Suppose so. Yeah, we had, we had a few blowout games though, like a we few did. rough blowouts. But we I think I think to be fair, I think to be fair, that's because that's because the the your your, your offense this year was just going oh, yeah. three and out, three and out, three and out. I mean, like yeah. if the defense is out there for as long as they are, they're gonna give up points. You know, they're not gonna be able to like hold you hold teams off entire games. You know, so yeah. 
right. So listen, Jets played uh played the Patriots. They won seventeen to three. F you, Bill Belichick. It is what it is. You know, a couple of couple of I'm throwing up a couple of middle fingers on the other side on the outside of the frame here. So that's I'll you. do it right here. Yeah. <laughs> so all right, we say fucking all that. This is for you exactly. Bill. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Bill. Peace out. You asshole. All right. Let's talk about <laughs> the other team uh, in MetLife in MetLife Stadium. The New York Football Giants. So, all right. We will hold it there until he comes back. I'm not going to actually stop this recording. What we'll do is we'll just. I mean, it was perfect because I, I couldn't tell, like, if he was frozen or not for a couple of seconds. <laughs> And I realized it just when you were about to get into the Giants, and I was like, "Okay, that's fine. We could just, he was, he was just like somehow clip him in whenever he returns." In oh a, my god! Frame. Just tell him like, "Yo, we're we're you know what? about to talk about the Giants." Listen, I'm not even gonna cut it. We're gonna leave it on. You know what I'm saying? It's Who the cares? last show. Of the, it's the last show of the season. Let's this go. Is like, this is like the the season in a nutshell. I'm just I'm being told. Hold on, we're getting updates. I kicked my PC by accident and shut it <laughs> off. SNL. Maybe we should cut a little bit of this. But no, yeah, you know what we should do at this point? We, we should do. rag on the Giants while he's not here. <laughs> I feel kind of bad though, because the Giants actually did kind of okay in the last couple of games. And Listen, was... both teams, both teams kind of <laughs> ended the season strong if you look at it. Uh, yeah, I the, mean, other the than Jets, uh, what they, what they do, three out of the last five, they won. Yeah, and, uh, and, they had one really that one really bad game against the Browns, right? <laughs> that wasn't fun, and they got their their asses handed to them by the Dolphins. <laughs> I feel like the Giants like went out a little bit higher, but I guess fuck the Giants anyway, right? Because now that he's back, you could just yeah, yeah. Giants suck. Giants suck. And we're we're, stuck, but they we're gonna we're gonna leave it that way, you know. Giants. Right now he's just like a blank screen. So. <laughs> Not only did he kick the computer, he probably destroyed the camera. <laughs> oh, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so, um, what what were you saying? The Jets, the Giants suck. Is, yeah. is that is that what we were talking about? The Giants are terrible, and Giants are horrible. Deserve their fate. They're the worst. The season. Brian Dayball sucks. What's going on? He's like he's like a football like he's a football field instead of an actual person right now. What's going on? Yeah, I know. What what is what is the deal? We may have to cut some of this. We have to cut some of this. This is a little. Uh, too and long. he's gone again. You know, he's gone again. So the Giants ended the season. Let's see, one, two, three, four, and seven. I mean, four, four and three. Yeah, so, with, a, with a solid showing in in most of those games, I would say. Yeah, except right? for the Saints game. The Saints except game, for the Saints game, were, which were, which I don't really understand because the Saints aren't that great of a team. No, they're not. You know. So, like the fact that they got that ripped apart by the Saints is a little bit strange. But okay. Well, you know, whatever. What you can, what you can say about the Giants is that they they continue to battle throughout the season. You know. That's that's one thing that you can say about the Giants. The Giants were open matched on some of these teams. Um, there we go. You know what? I'm gonna kick him off. Also, no, there we go. I'm bring him back. <laughs> Sorry, guys. 
No, it's no okay. Worries. We were ragging on the Giants, so it's all good. It's yeah. all good. Yeah, we were going to decide to keep some of that, but it just went on for a little bit too long. Yeah, we just decided, you know what, leave it, you know. It's oh, actually no, perfect, no, though, because we, we, we couldn't, like I was saying, Walter, we couldn't tell if you were frozen or not for a couple yeah, of seconds. Because you were, you were like this. Kind of like you were right. Like, so um, I the guy, so so he like was destroying my plants again, and I went to reach off to like try to, you know, get her off my plants, and then as I came back, I kicked the power button on my PC. <laughs> uh, I never thought that that could possibly happen, but it did happen apparently. Well, Walter so, literally was ending the segment and was introducing the Giants game, so we could easily go right into this and we totally not easily went into it so. and i'm not cutting any of it i'm leaving it in <laughs> all, right, all right all right that's how all i right. roll you know the what giants. so yeah the giants we, we were we were initially ragging on how lousy they were and how much how much they're literally the garbage team in new york but then we decided to actually talk truth right and so right uh, what i was saying not was, to say homie what I was saying was that you know what you they they ended the season four and three, the mm-hmm. the Jets ended it at you know three and two. So both teams um, ended relatively strong. Okay, considering. Um, I just but, like the fact that we ended our divisional record three and three. Yeah, and and what what I was saying is that the aside from the beginning of the year where the Giants were, you know, there's no other way to say it. They were terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, toward the end of the season, at least they they showed no quit and and they continued to fight, even though they were overmatched with, on some of these matchups. But they continued to fight and play for the for their teammates, for their coaches, and stuff like that. So for that, I got to give them a lot of credit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And since and they were doing it Saquon's with Tyrod words. Taylor and Tommy Cutlets. So since, since Saquon's Saquon's words of joy, as described mm-hmm. by Gabe, they played with joy. And other than, as we were talking about the Saints game, every game was good. Every game was competitive. Uh, that game, I don't, I don't understand necessarily. The Saints have a good pass rush, but I don't understand why the, y'all didn't play too well against that. The Saints. Yeah. But you ended the season. I actually don't remember that game. Pretty high note. A pretty high. I don't remember much about that game. Not either. a great game. That was a game where like a lot of our stuff kind of fell apart and fell through. But it's interesting again. Like so, we 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 rerouted the Eagles. I thought it was an awesome. Um, it was an awesome way to to, to kind of end the season routing the Eagles, especially because it's not that we it's not like the Eagles benched everyone. It's that, you yep. know, we, you know, not that we wish anything on it, but like we beat them up. You know, uh, we, we you know, A.J. Yeah. Brown was taken out of the game. Jalen Hurts broke his finger or dislocated or whatever it was that that's us. We did that. We made them bench everyone else. Just, you know, like, you know bench these players and stuff you know to to save them for the postseason that's coming up but also because yeah. they 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 unfortunately couldn't handle the the giants pressure which we're going to get into because you know it's uh it's it's that's that's wing pressure you know that is no longer going to be the case so, that's going to be that's going to be a big thing a for big you guys um but it's really interesting because when i look at the season okay we ended 6 11 but technically that should have been nine and nine and eight because the the Bills game we should have won if it wasn't for the refs. Okay. The Giants game, I mean the, the Jets game, by all means, we should have won that game. Like I don't think that there's any doubt that we should have won that game. And then you got the, the the Rams game last week. I mean, obviously we lost it, but had Terod Taylor not 
not freaking fumble that pass to Barkley, you know, we would have been up by an, by a touchdown. We would have won that game also. You yeah, know, I think that we, we believe it was some coaching mistakes in some of these games, but yeah, that's not a concession. So, well, I, I mean, so, so, so I mean, like we 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 don't need to like relitigate it, but like I I think I think at least on the Jets and the uh, Bills game that that those are games that that the referees did not help our coaching mistakes. Okay. You know, I'm not, I'll concede that there's been like coaching errors, coaching mistakes throughout the entire season and especially in those games as well. But it also doesn't help when the ref, the, the referees kind of take away your chances to win those games also. Yeah, call, no, call no. Chiefs. But you know what? Call, that, call that's kind of, that's, that's kind of about the, the guys uh, right now. I know. I'm just saying like, I just feel sore about that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting mad at you about the Giants having their coaching issues. I just feel, still feel sore about that Chiefs game. Yeah. Sorry. The Chiefs game, the Falcons game, the Chargers game, you know what I'm saying? Those, those are all teams that, <laughs> that should have won, but we're, yeah. we won't get into that. But you know what? The, the whole thing. could have won a lot more games. I agree with that. Right. Like a couple yeah. of things, a couple of things going right. Coaching wise, one play here and there. I mean, you could say that about any team in the NFL, but like. Right. It shouldn't have been so as bad as it was. Yeah, and and the the theme of the refs is is kind of like the theme of this season. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it is true. It is the, the refs have been objectively horrible this entire yeah. season, yeah. and it's not and just the just the Giants; mad. it's everybody. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I mean, there's a whole crew that's been disqualified from like refing, right? Yeah, uh, the exactly. Whole the the yeah. crew that did like that the the. That that fumbled the uh, the 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 tripping call that was against against Detroit, I think. Might have been. It might have been. Where, where the, I think where, that was the one. Where, that crew where they called it. They called it on Detroit when it wasn't on Detroit at all. It was on the other team or something like that. Oh no no that was the um that was the the eligible receiver. Where, uh, where, where okay so I mean if regardless there's a whole crew that yeah, was, yeah, that was that just during the postseason. I don't think I've ever heard of that. I've never heard of a crew okay. of referees being made ineligible to work during the postseason. Well, I was gonna say like did they disqualify the the crew where where the referee tripped the player in the end zone that was that was trying that, to run around that that one's <laughs> that one's crappy but that's uh that that really isn't on the referee. Yeah, that's kind of. Like you no, it, can't, it, it ain't. It's your job to know where everyone is. It's it's in your job to know who, where. It's your job to know where everybody is, where the refs are, especially. You know, like that. It sucks and it's funny and it's kind of messed up because the referee tripped. But you know, it's on you. It is, it is so. But Giants again. Let's talk Giants. <laughs> Giants. Giants. Oh, um, the hell out of the Eagles, man. That's what's up. I love it. Yeah, I thought I thought it was amazing. I think you know it was amazing that Saquon was the one that 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 that, that kind of uh, he he had his uh, his uh, prove it game. It was nice that like it was in the last game that he proved it, like all right now you see why you got to pay me. Um, I don't know that they're gonna pay him. I really hope that they do right by him. But as it seems like uh, like it's been panning out, especially after this Black Monday, Shane and Dave are gonna be running a tight ship. And uh, are not are not doing anything with any emotions. It seems like, so I think that based on like how Shane has been operating, he will not allow the emotion of the fans wanting Saquon Barkley and Saquon himself wanting to be a a giant for the rest of his career. I don't think that he's gonna allow that to to kind of play in the re-signing of Saquon. So we might have seen Saquon's last game as a giant. That's a setback for the Giants, truly. 
because uh, you know mistake, you're, you're looking yeah. at you're looking at a guy that that's a huge and major part of the the offense. You don't have anybody to replace him on on the squad right now. I know, but like, but 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 that's the, that's the tough part about that. Yeah, I mean, but but if you talk, if if you think about like what he's gonna want, he's gonna want thirteen mil, you know, and she deserves, but you guys yeah. probably don't have not 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 for years six through four. That's a thing, I mean, you know. It's interesting, like because it, I was gonna say he deserves it. He deserves kind it. Kind of, it, well, in comparison to Brees, also, I was gonna say you're feeling maybe wasn't unwarranted about him being overhyped because what what shortage of NFL players and running backs have we seen that have had like a great couple of first years and fizzled out and gone absolutely nowhere? Saquon yeah. has proven it for years now. And if you have the money, like you do as a Giants fan, pray that the team says and decides that they want to keep him for at least a couple of years. But like you pointed out, it might not make the most sense because of the way things work in the NFL these days. Yeah, I wish I wish we could have like a Brees Hall. Brees Hall right now is getting paid nine hundred thousand dollars. You know, if yeah, he if so Brees Hall is, is producing what Saquon's doing, but Saquon is thirteen times more the cost of Brees Hall, that goes to show that like it's hard to justify. Because not saying that there's a Brees Hall or Saquon uh, or Saquon everywhere, but if you can get anything kind of close to Brees Hall in the draft with all the draft capital that you have right now, how can you justify? like keeping someone that's going to cost you 13 times mm -hmm. more and only has like about four years left in his career. Uh, that's a little bit rough to, to accept, except now I can see, you know, Bar uh, Barkley can, can now kind of go into the free agency and, and become, you know, like a, you can say like a Dalvin Cook, like a mercenary going to a team for one year contracts, two year contracts, get those big, big, uh, big paydays. Like he can go to, you know, I don't want to say any divisions, but let's just put it out there. Let's just say he can go to like Dallas or he can go to the Eagles or he can go to the Rams or he can go anywhere on a one-year deal that's going to pay him the money that he would want to get on a yearly basis where those teams don't need to commit to a long-term extension, whereas the Giants kind of would have to. Um, it's really hard. But the other sucky thing about this game is, you know, I was kind of ragging on Sterling Shepard a lot. I thought that this season was – was uh I, I thought that uh in this in this season Sterling Shepard was one of the more problematic voices in the locker room. It turns out that he, that I was wrong. It it it's, it, it or, or maybe just the team ended up kind of you know fixing their locker room or any issues that they might have had. But really, it's just that this was also I think Sterling Shepard knew very early on that this was going to be his last season as a Giant, and he was an emotional cat about it. And it sucks that we weren't able to get him a touchdown. I was rooting for him getting a touchdown in this game so bad because it was like man like the the amount of love that the team was showing him knowing that this is the last game as a giant the 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 the, the from the organization you know uh giving him his love and praise on on uh, on the walkout from the team giving him the love and praise on the sideline you know celebrating every little thing that he was doing on the field on yesterday i thought that was an amazing thing trying to get him a touchdown was awesome you know uh i really would have loved to have seen him get that get that touchdown yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's I, I I do like the way they treated him, giving him the uh the last uh run out when they yeah. did the player introductions. I thought that was classy. The only problem is the study must half empty. <laughs> do it when when there's people there, you know what I'm saying? It's it kind of sucks that it turned out that way for them, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, it's it's it, you know, the thing is I don't think anybody expected the Giants to route the Phillies the the way the, the Eagles the way they yeah. were did. 
I, I wouldn't be surprised that that most of that crowd was a Philly crowd, you know, because it didn't Philly sound like it was. It definitely didn't sound like it was. Well, I just they didn't have anything to cheer about, to be honest. That's true. That's true. You know, um, I, I mean, Sterling Shepard, you know, getting his last touchdown is one thing. I kind of want to move back to to Barkley for just a moment because I think and we'll talk. We'll definitely end up talking about this a lot more in the offseason and whatever episodes we have left. But when when you think about the amount of money you're going to spend on a player in terms of saying, is he 13 times more valuable than this player or that player? It, it really is more dependent in my eyes on how valuable he is to your team. And when it's the second year in a row that that man is probably close to 50% of the offense, it's, it's a hard sell to say who the hell puts that kind of impact on this team. If you don't have Barkley next year. But I mean, we're gonna litigate this all off season. So that's well, we're gonna litigate it right now. I mean, we're talking about Black Monday and 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 some of the other ramifications and stuff. Sure, but, there's gonna be so much to say about this. I feel like, anyways, and we're gonna hear yeah. so much about about what people have to say about it, including the players and the team in this off season. <clears throat> yeah. Speaking of the off season, yeah, off season started for for, for us. us the Jets and Giants today, Black Monday. Yeah. And Not so uh, much for the Jets, but definitely for the Giants. The Giants went went all in on Black Monday. You know what I'm saying? They fired a number of coaches. They fired uh, offensive lineman Bobby Johnson, uh, special teams guy Thomas McGogney, um, linebacker coach Drew uh, Drew Wilkins, uh, assistant I, I forget who assistant defense uh, assistant uh, defensive coordinator I believe. Yeah. That's the I think that's the big one that really hurt Wink and then Wink. Ended up uh, uh, resigning afterwards. Interesting how that all transpired. And I, I, I did, did you hear about the so-called text from one of the Wilkins brothers? No, enlighten me. So we we had spoken on the chat um, about this, and I, I believe you also put a, a clip of one of WFAN's um, hosts talking about right. the conspiracy on how the Giants got rid of Wink Martindale. And so I'll, I'll wrap it down real quick. Um, and this is something that Dable has done before in his first year with another defensive coordinator. But uh, just to sum it all up, um, early on today, after they announced the the, the firings of Johnson and McCogney, or whatever his name is, um, the special teams guy, right? Um, Shane and Dable got on and said, well, you know what? Wink, as far as we know, he's going to be with us. We're expecting him to be here, um, you know, for next season. Mm-hmm. Shortly after that, they fired the Wilkins, the, the, the Wilkins brothers, right? And clearly, for people who don't know, um, is it Kevin? Kevin's the guy, right? I think Kevin Wilkins, which is the his... his uh, That's his right-hand Wink's, man. White, Wink's right-hand man, yeah. Right. They were, they were both fired summarily. Um, and so the Wilkins brothers, so th- that would have pissed off Wink Martindale already, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because Wink is Wink, and he's very hard-on-the-shoulder type of guy. He'll tell yeah. you what it is, and he has no problem saying it, right? So shortly after that, he handed in his res- resignation. Now, what's interesting is that shortly after that, there was a leak of some text messages by the Wilkins brothers who supposedly 
and again, I'm I'm throwing a grain of salt, supposedly, witnessed Wink Martindale walking into the office to Brian, Brian Dayball, uh, yelling at him before he handed his resignation, and then saying, fuck you, I hope you rot in hell, and then walking out. Sounds about right. Jesus. There is a lot of drama over in Jets Nation over there. Well, I guess, I mean, in Giants Nation. Again, again, oh, yes, sorry, Giants Nation. Again, take that with a grain of salt because it is social media and, and, you know, somebody claimed that they have the text. And according to him, he released these texts because he's good friends with the Wilkins brothers. And so they gave him the stuff. So, but... Just putting that out there. I mean, it's it, like, I, like I, you know, I can believe it because, you know, Wink is that way. You know, uh, we, we know that Wink um, likes to have these airing out uh, meetings. He wants everybody to, like, talk their talk their stuff in, in front of everybody. If you got something to say, yep. say in front of everybody and let's do it. Get it out of the way right now. It's part of the way that he is. Everyone knows how how rough he can also be i mean just look at his face he looks like the kind of uh guy that would be like that would say that kind of thing yeah, absolutely um um it's i can i can see it but you know i can also see you know it's 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 not necessarily the first time but the other thing too is that like all right so i can my my so here's my take on all this stuff um I I can 100% agree with almost every single one of these firings with the exception of Kevin Wilkins, right? Our our O line was trash. Our special teams was trash. Um our, our like I mean they were all trash, you know, uh like what these coaches did. As far as Kevin Wilkins go and 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 being Wink's uh, assistant, that is kind of a a a douching that one's a little bit douchey because like you uh, like how do you fire someone's assistant you know what i mean like it's uh that's a big fire. one you know what i mean um 100%. and listen and and and, and, and the thing fired, is like you also fired the linebackers coach linebackers weren't a problem this year and kafka survives yeah and yeah. kafka survives that's that's the interesting thing but you know you you want to say you're one of them was the linebackers coach right right yeah Oh, Karake had an awesome season. He did. He did. I mean, they, they, you know, they, they, they really did. They really did. But let's not, let's not kid ourselves at the first half of the season. Our linebackers were absolutely terrible. Okay. I mean, let's consider the amount of points that we gave up in the entire season. That's all because linebackers couldn't do anything to stop them from getting through. But that, but you, you also have to, you also have to recognize that these, your, your linebacking core was practically brand new. They were learning, and, and, and again, I recognize that. I do recognize that. Um, that could be part of it, also. That, yeah, but, that that, that could know. be. You know, like I'm not, and, and and again, I'm not, I'm not trying to, like I said, I like I can, I can, I can, I'm okay with you know linebackers, O line, and special team coaches going. Okay, um, but it's very clear that's when you get rid of someone's assistant. That's a clear indication that we don't want you here. Oh yeah, um, and if. If the whole thing is like, hey, we're going to fire everyone around you so this way you don't have your people around here, makes you want to quit. I can see Wink kind of going like, I see what they're doing. And took the bait. Yeah, probably took the bait. Because what's he going to do? He's going to stay there and let them hire all of their people around Wink. If he, let's say he didn't, he didn't quit. And Dable hires, you know, Wink's new assistant as well as, 
you know, all these other coaches. All they're doing is hiring Winks re replacement when he does quit, you know, because these are all going to be people that are Dable's people, not Winks people. Um, and it's kind of it is what it is. Um, but they also could be playing chess because we always spoke about the fact that because he quit. He's still on the contract with uh, the Giants. He can't just go anywhere without the Giants voiding the contract. And the Giants aren't going to void that contract unless the uh, whatever team he's going to negotiate for next is going to be one that the Giants are okay with. So. so let me ask you this then, because, you know, you bring up an interesting point here where they're, they're purposefully not allowing a coach to go out and get get any job that he can right mm -hmm. um not a good look for for the giants right because you're, you're looking at you're mm -hmm. looking at a thing where he's already fired two defensive coordinators in his short stint right um mm -hmm. and both of them he couldn't work with you know uh now listen wink understood he is not he is not a warm, cuddly little teddy bear. Yeah, he he. I mean, he blew out. He blew out of Baltimore, no? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm. That was about to say. So you know, there is there is something to that also, but you know, if you're if you're having a culture where you want to have your coaches come in and feel comfortable, this doesn't feel like it's it. You know what I'm saying? Like you've you've already seen how they're treating these coaches and whatnot. It, maybe a coach why would a coach come to the giants you know um, why 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 because it depends on what the, who that coach is i don't think that like this isn't i don't think that they're building a uh a a building or an office rather that's for every coach they're building a team and in the front office that's for their coaches very clearly it's, right, um, right. Yeah. It, it seems like it's what they what they want to do um if you're, looking, if you're looking to try and grab a top DC, top DC probably is not going to look at the Giants job and say, you know what, this is a place where I can feel comfortable doing my job. I don't necessarily think that's so true. I, that's, I, I think I, I think I, 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 you can make a case that, like, on both ways. And I was going to say I kind of agree with Gabe because I think that a coach that's looking for the right kind of challenge and a Giants culture that looks like it's trying to build something maybe like a New England where where. Things are very rigidly defined. Coaches are like move on, you know, pretty often. The head coach stuck, stuck around in New England for quite a while, but a lot of their uh, assistant coaches, maybe in a more amicable way, obviously, because they were doing a lot of winning. But look, like the Giants, maybe you're just trying to build a culture. Like if you don't produce results, as you know, this is a, a Dable and Shane building. I, that's exactly where I was going to go. We trust in Dable and Shane kind of is. What that's, that's exactly where I was going to go because I agree with that or not. I don't know, but that's what it is. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, no, that's what I was going to say. That's exactly where I was going to go, where I think that, um, that what they're trying to do is kind of build the Patriots over here in New York with the giants. I think that they are looking to not, this yeah, is why I say that it feels, and I think it feels like this, with people, with fans, with the media, that Shane and Dable, they're not going anywhere. I think, I think they are. I think it's very obvious that, very evident that this is a project that the that they have undertaken. That that Maras are the Maras are happy to allow them experiment with, and it's going to be a three to five year project at the very least. And if it seems like it's that way, there it's going to you know they're going to get exactly what they want and who they want and what they need. Um, based on their purview um, and the way that Shane is operating, 
No this might not sound great, but it's starting to feel very evil empire-ish. No you know, it's going to be like, it's my way or the highway, whether you like it or not. And that's that, it. That burns out players and coaches very, very quickly. Not Some if you win. Not if you win. So the gamble is the gamble is if they if they if they create a culture of winning and they start winning and they develop it, yeah. then then it doesn't matter. It doesn't See, burn yeah, anybody. I, 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 okay. I'm sorry. Well, I was, I was, gonna, like, say, I was right. gonna say, like, I think maybe the problem is the way that I see it is it's because of the Giants results not comparing to a team like the Patriots that it's a fine line as to how far you push that kind of culture at this point in the Giants winning journey, let's call it. Like you hope that in two or three seasons, at least, or at least next season, you start to see some some benefit. In two seasons, you start to see like real benefit, maybe a conference championship or, or close to it and on and on and on from there. If That's why I say three to five years. But it's, but it's here, a fine here's, line. Here, here's, here's the thing that I would say to that. You know what I'm saying? And you're you're getting into year three with Dave on. Usually, year three is usually a, a make or break uh, season for coaches and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going now, and you're going to replace Mark Wink Martindale, right? Mm-hmm. Wink Martindale is unlike any other defensive coordinator that's out there. His his gi- his Giants defense is very very specific. He runs he runs a hybrid defense that not a lot of coordinators in the league play. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're also you've also built over the last two years a defense with players that you've identified both with Shane and Wink Martindale that can play that sort of defense. Now, again, I'm I'm telling you, he has a very unique defense. This is a defense that's not run by most, if any, um, teams in the league. So right. now you're going into year three, bringing a bringing in a defensive coordinator who does not know the system previously and you're you're having you have players that may not fit that system so that means one of two things either your defense is not going to be as good next year or it's going to take them time to get good which means you might be punting the season next year putting dayball at risk for another losing season now the thing that i would say and I look at the Jets at this uh, with this because the, the Jets are pr- the perfect example of this, right? Same thing. Yeah. One thing that has been consistent with the Jets is that defensive staff. Those guys have grown with the players, and you see the results of that on the field. W- what the Jets don't do is they don't have an offensive staff that has grown in. They've gotten two different staffs, two different type of offenses in the last couple of years and guess what that offense is lousy okay that's true so there's no consistency there and truly the biggest thing in building a team aside from getting talent is consistency you want to have those guys grow with each other if you're constantly moving you know pieces back and forth like the jets have done on the offensive side now the Giants are doing it on the defensive side also. So, so I mean, that, that, you know, I, I need to I need to I need to counter that point a little bit only because I I I, under, I see what you're saying and I and and it would kind of make sense I would say from the offense because I think the offense is a lot more complicated than the defense, right? Like I disagree shifting 110. percent huh? so yeah. I disagree with that. Listen, I, I, was former, I was a former I was a former defensive player in the last few years, especially. 
Oh, oh, oh. So, so you guys would say that the defense is more complicated than the offense? No, I yes. think they're equally equally complicated. I don't. I, I think don't they're think more one, complicated one is... now. Actually, I think. I, yeah, I, 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 I mean, so, that, so then uh, we're each in, in three different camps. Then I think I that the I offense are, is but... is more complicated than defense from a coaching perspective. Um, uh, but Everybody I, I digress. The, the, the point that I want to make. The what's point... so complicated about that? Right, like that's what everybody runs. West Coast offense. West Coast style offense, like defense. That's not what everybody runs. But again, let's. If that was if that was the case, all right. If that was the case, then then the Jets wouldn't have an offensive uh, problem, because then if everybody runs it and everybody can run, run it, they then there wouldn't be a variation of the West Coast offense. Right. They run a variation of it. Every, everything's a variation of West Coast offense. It's all dink and dunk. Everybody does that. Everybody does that. That's all that offense is now, and defenses are catching up. But that's again, that's another. That's a whole other conversation. Okay. Anyway, the point I that I wanted to make. I, I okay. Go ahead. Go okay, ahead. the point that I wanted to make is that Wink has only been here for about a year and a half. Okay, so yes, he is very, very different. But then that's also a, almost a positive. These players didn't start playing football a year and a half ago. You bring in a defensive coordinator that's going to be a little bit more uh, conventional. These players are going to be able to pick up a more conventional system as well because it's not the unconventional system that they've played the entire life. You know, I think that maybe the reason the, the defense was a little bit slow on the uptake this season might, might have been because it's an unconventional defense that that they had to kind of get ramped up to speed. Maybe a more conventional conventional uh, defensive coordinator um, or defensive scheme is going to to you know help them out, or rather. I maybe I don't think that what I'm trying to say is I don't think that it would be too big of an issue for the players to adapt to a more conventional defensive scheme. Um, so I don't think that it poses that big of an issue. No, but but I, I also I also would say that you know what this offseason there was there was a, a kind of a, a a push to bring in defensive players. You know what I'm saying? They got rid. Of yeah, yeah, there's no question about it. So so those defensive players would have fit fit in the mold of Wink Martindale. Right, but I doubt that those defensive players wouldn't be able to play conventional uh, defense. No, but but there is there is something to be said that you're you're bringing in guys for a specific scheme. You know what I'm conventional, saying? Conventional so, defense involves a lot more zone as well. So it, it we'll see like how well they do having to do that a lot more if they get a defense a conventional. We'll see. Regardless, we know that there's a defensive they issue. Play, honestly, they play less play zone, fire. I would say than than. You also have to look at you also have to look at the fact. Sorry, you also have to look at the fact. Wink was one of the top coordinators in terms of blitzing. You're Mm -hmm. you're not gonna have you're not gonna have that type of pressure. You he he manufactured pressure. That pressure wasn't natural. You know what I'm saying? So now if you're if you're gonna bring in a guy that um, you know doesn't blitz as much, you expose you expose your secondary that much more. We'll you know see. I mean, again, um, we'll, you know, right. Of course, this, you is all, this is all subjective. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to know until we actually know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I don't think that I don't think that defense falls apart because we, 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 I didn't say, you know, honestly, our defense will fall apart if we get an, if we get a, a poor, if we do a poor job getting a defensive coordinator. I think that we, if we get a top notch co- defensive coordinator, yeah, who's out there, you know, huh? Who's out there? You know what I'm saying? Well, we already know. So, you know, Antonio Pierce really? might be out there. So, that's, be mad at that. that's a big maybe you know what i'm saying i mean it, i mean it is a big maybe but if he if, but honestly if he does if, if if the raiders don't do right by him and he doesn't get the head coaching job how does he stay there as a defensive coordinator 
Well, that that is true because they didn't do right yeah. right by Rich Basachi. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I think it'd be really messed up if they don't hire him as head coach. But if he does, if he doesn't get the head coaching job, I think the next best place is for him to come to the Giants because he already knows the this organization. He's played for them. He's won Super Bowl for them. He's like this is he's loved over here. How even though he hated for one or two weeks this how season. How is he as a DC? Huh? Do we know? How is he as a DC? Do we know? He's been loved. He was loved by the whole team. That's why the, that's why that team fought so hard for him as soon as he got the interim. No, no, as as a head coach, but how is he as a DC? Right, right, right. But it's because they they, they the players already knew him as a DC. They've already like the defense. Think about think about the Raiders defense. The Raiders, Raiders defense has been the only thing that has been like working for them before uh yeah, the entire like yeah. shift. I guess I'm yeah, they've, they've it, taken it a lot of players, seen, you know, like, like Max Crosby, and turned them into superstars. So yeah, exactly. So I feel like their defense. Yeah, I feel like as a defensive coach, defensive coordinator, he would be a fantastic pickup. But I, I mean, it, even if the Raiders don't don't pick him up, there are a lot of teams that probably would be itching to pick him up and add them add yeah, him to their no, yeah. as a head coach, even in this offseason with how many are going to be looking true. for a new one. That is true. Is He's that, probably I mean, not going to come back as a as a head coach, or as a defensive I mean, as a, as a mean, defensive right? coordinator. Yeah, yeah, Jose, I mean, Jose yeah, exactly for right sure. About that. You know, he might, yeah, he might even hold out and say like, I'll, I'll hold out for that job next season when everybody falters because he he really did show something. But I mean, this again, this is all hypothetical as to what they should do or how they should do it and who they should get. I just, I just really yeah, feel I, that it was a, it was such a, a rough move to to part ways with Martindale in this way, and yeah, but I mean, if the, if the, if this is all if this is all like fire from the smoke of the good. season, if the this is all team. fire from if this is all fire from the smoke of the season, where like there was already friction between Wink and Dable, then then it, trying to yeah. try to, trying to make it work for another season wouldn't have been good anyway. If there really was friction between the two of them, what are we going to do? You're going to force the issue. You're gonna force a toxic relationship. Well, listen, you know, you you, you like you don't have to you don't have to love the person you work with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, but if it's dysfunctional, kinda... it's dysfunctional. You know what I mean? So you mean like the Jets? Jets, 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 Jets. A E T S Jets, Jets, Jets. Segway. It's so funny. This is Ooh, so funny because while while there's a ton of questions up in the air with the Giants and what the hell are they going to do there? Speculation. We have no idea what they're doing with Saquon Barkley with uh, what happened to the lights over there. Um, yeah, my wife is playing around with the with the with the lighting system here. But anyway, with the Giants, we have all these questions and not even an inkling of an idea of what's going to happen. With the Jets, we know exactly everything that's going to happen. It's exactly what was supposed to happen this season. It's crazy to me. But really, there are no questions. We already know what's happening. Well, you know what? T to be fair, you got to give these – these guys were brought in to play with No, no, no. I do. I do. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. You got you to at least give them that chance. What what sucks is you've wasted a year. You've literally wasted a year. That's a that's the a year, year less. That's a year less of like you had mentioned before. Brees Hall under that rookie contract. Garrett cool. Wilson under that rookie contract. You know, you're 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 gonna probably miss out on Bryce Huff, which is somebody you wanted to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So there's that's the thing that sucks about everything is that. You literally took a mulligan on this year, which is in that's the that's truly the insane part. 
about this year, you know? Um, how do you guys feel about the, 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 the Jets? Uh, I guess, I mean, they didn't really make any moves. Obviously, there were no moves. They already got their vote of confidence even before the season was over. We already knew that everyone was coming back. Uh, what was it, two weeks ago that that, that, that Woody has said that everyone is coming back uh, for yep. another season? Um, uh, it's, it's, you know, the only things that we can talk about is, again, uh, you know, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson's uh, thoughts, exit interviews, I guess, um, comments from Bryce Huff, which uh, uh, were very interesting, uh, at least from a uh, perspective of uh, negotiations and business. And, and 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 Aaron Rodgers saying that we need to get rid of all the distractions. Meanwhile, he is literally the biggest distraction in the entire, not just the Jets, the entire NFL. It's hilarious yeah. to me that, and, and this, that those this, words came out of his mouth. This was kind of the reason why I was a little reticent in bringing in Aaron Rodgers here, because he has this he has this thing where. Um, he needs to be winning, but he needs to be winning not only football, but he needs to be winning that culture war that he's he's currently fighting right now, you know. Yeah. And I I find it super ironic and kind of hypocritical when he goes up in his last, you know, last interview for this season, quote unquote, you know, for this Jets season, and talks about how the Jets need to get rid of all the distractions. If it if it's not about winning, it they need to assess what it is. And literally, literally, and this is the thing that that just drives me nuts. Literally, he said, one of the reporters asked him, "What do you mean by that?" He was like, "Oh, watch the Pat McAfee show tomorrow." Exactly. I mean, seriously, that's the BS. Seriously, that's the BS. Exactly. You want to talk? You want to talk about all you want to do is talk about winning. Then you know what? Stop talking about Jimmy Kimmel. Stop talking about you know the Epstein files and stuff like that. Why don't you start talking about the Jets and stop making these stupid appearances on on the Pat McAfee show? Then you know what? I will I will respect your comments, but until you do that, sorry, that don't work for me. What what do you think that he was talking about, Jose? Like uh, as far as like flushing the BS? Because I mean, to us, it seems like he is the BS. But to him, what do you think he was talking about exactly? I mean, I, I think he's talking about he's talking probably talking about like negative dolphin energy. He's not talking about like distractions and shit like that. He's talking about like. I have a I good mean, idea what, what whether he's a distraction about. or recognizes what a distraction he is or not. I think he's more talking about all the shit that went on in the locker room. And I think a lot is of that, that was probably directed at the media as well. And, you know, sniping at his boy Hackett and, and things of that nature. I mean, I, mean, I, I think don't I, take I, I'm not saying it's justified, here. but I'm saying that's if you want to think of it from his perspective, it's not obviously yeah. not him. That's the distraction. These are the things that are a distraction. That's the media going after the players. It's the media going after. No, no, I, I, it's I, probably I, the media making him the well, story, even though he makes himself the story. This is what going on in his head in terms of. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. I think that's wrong because this was, no, no, this no, was. Uh, what he sees. I'm not talking no, no, about. No, hold, what on, actually hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Jose, hold on. This was a. This was. He was saying 
need to flush the BS out of this organization. So he's right. talking about the organization. I mean, I like the media is not part of the organization. The media is the media. But you know what? I mean, you know what it is? is part of the organization as well. Not the Jets organization. He's talking about the Jets organization. I mean, the media. The media is separate from that. You know what? I you know what I think it is. I think all of the, the the BS that he needs to flush out of this organization is all about the that Zach Wilson stuff that happened a couple like maybe four or five weeks ago, where it came out of the locker room that Zach Wilson didn't want to play. I bet you anything that's what. Yeah, it's probably, it's probably like the snitching, you know I guess, and like all that stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it is because otherwise, what else could it be? Yeah, there there was really. Give me an example of where, you know, the players either were, you know, talking bad about the coaches or the players were bad mouthing, you know, the, the, the players or or, you know, even even, you know, nightlife players going out clubbing. None of that stuff happened with the Jets, except that's true. Somebody, somebody talked about Zach Wilson. I mean, may, may, maybe also like the players, you know, sometimes, you know, we, we, we heard like as much as uh as much as Salah wants to, like, you know, remind us for the uh, upteenth time that you guys have the best locker room in the world, you know, hearing players uh, kind of, you know, it, it's like, I mean, I can't recall exactly, you know, my mind was, is kind of farting right now. But what, who was it that, like, he got let go and the Ab- Abanaconda got, <coughs> like, the, 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 the. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, things yeah. like that happening. Free Abanaconda. Uh, yeah, and like maybe maybe it's the player, like some of the comments that some players say to the media as well. Maybe he's talking about that. Yeah, but that um, but those, I I don't think uh, I don't like think that Carter was such a big deal like though, right? Also, what was yeah. that whole thing? You mean like when Carter got released and things like that? Also, yeah, 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 yeah. that yeah, yeah, players like Mosley, yeah, um, that were I mean, whatever. I feel like they were ben, like benign, but I don't know, man. It it doesn't really matter. What the fuck he says as long as he plays. I think that's the thing that most Jets fans resign themselves to. Like, yeah. just fucking win, and we don't really care what you do. You know, like, nobody – no, I I can't – I mean, I'm not going to say no Jets fan actually likes him as a person, but I'm not going to be one of those people that's going to raise my hand and say, like, oh, I love Aaron Rodgers. He definitely endeared himself to you in certain ways this season and, like, some of the relationships he built with the players. But that's the type of shit you, you expect him to do as the leader of this team. So just fucking win. That's all we want him to do. All right. It's all it, like he's the BS. That's it. You're right. But like he, he uh, was he he was voted the most inspirational player on the Jets. <laughs> and he oh. probably is. But no, you know what? He probably you, is. you laugh and and I agree with Jose because you you look at you look at the relationship that he had with Beckton. You look at you look at how he goes and and makes it a point that every time he goes to lunch he sits with a different person, whether it's I mean, offense or defense. You know what I'm saying? You so know, there is something. There is something to that. There, when you know he goes over there, he is all about the team. When there's he, no question yeah, about that, right? I mean, like who who didn't he inspire with like the ability to throw the ball like eight weeks after Absolutely. surgery? I mean, but that alone is inspirational. It's crazy. It was like nobody believed that that could even be a possibility. Yeah, nobody believed that he could even be a possibility that he'd be walking in eight weeks without any kind of assistance. So seeing him throw the ball, I think it was inspirational to everybody. Like, I mean, like people were people that had the same injury this season. Were like, you know what? I want, I want to do what Aaron Rodgers is doing. Like, that's inspirational. Yeah, right? exactly. Um, 
They should have let him so. hand off the ball on the last play of the season, and then he could have been comeback <laughs> player of the year. I have a question for you guys, though. In one season, comeback player of the year, comeback. I have a question for you guys. All right. Um, if you guys make it to the playoffs, not even not even by the skin of your team. Let's say not while you guys you guys don't don't let's say you guys don't perform outstanding. You guys don't have like the fairy tale season that we thought this season was going to be. But let's say Aaron Rodgers plays. He plays seventy percent of the season, and you guys make it to the playoffs, and you only win one game in the playoffs. Is Garrett Wilson here? In 2025, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Also, I yeah, think so. I think because I think, if, I think it depends on a lot of things, but right. as it stands now, I think so. So, it, it, listening to Garrett Wilson today, and and Garrett Wilson is is one of these guys that I worry about. That he's going to have a coronary if he stays with the Jets because <laughs> he's an origin story. These, yeah, he's one of these guys that re- literally wears his heart on his sleeve, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Whenever the team is high, he is super high. Whenever the team is low, he is super low. And you can t- you can feel the weight of each loss on his shoulders when he speaks. Right. Yeah. So today he had his his last interview of the season, and again, very dour. Very, you know. I, I just yeah, man. You know, it, it's just after a win. And I know that that, and that's the thing. But you know what? He's reflective yeah. of the entire season. So. His comments were, you know, um, this was the worst season of my life, okay? Meanwhile, he had probably one of the best wide receiver seasons in Jets history, right? But he goes like, th- he goes like this. He's like, you know, um, this stuff, the stuff that happened this year, it can't happen again. We have to be better as players, you know. It, it, he can't understand how we can't just even get a first down and stuff like that. Those are the things that weigh on a player like that, especially a player like Garrett Wilson. So to your question, it really truly depends on how the season progresses next year. So then that was going to be my follow-up question because I like I knew we were going to talk about Garrett Wilson. All right, you guys, you guys play well, but you know, because of you know, because of the 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 way that the cards fell, you guys didn't make it into the playoffs. You were one game away from making it to playoffs. Is Garrett Wilson here then? I think Probably at that point, um, not. I, I think at that point, Salah isn't here. I yeah, I mean, if you guys don't make the playoffs next year, Salah isn't here, but I think that Garrett Wilson is gone. And if Garrett Wilson's gone, I think Brees Hall is gone too. Well, I think Garrett, we still we still retain what he – we keep uh, the option for his final year. I believe so, so but he might yeah, he yeah. might request a trade. You know, he might play that game. He can request it, but I don't, think he, I don't think he would cause waves. He's not that type of player. You know what I'm saying? I think um, Brees Hall is more likely to cause waves for a trade. Yes, that I, I agree. I actually think he's more likely to stick it out and try to prove some shit because of his arrogance with the Jets, even if they don't. If, um, unless they have an abysmal season last year, where the, next year where they go like four and thirteen or something like that. At that point, if next year, next year is going to be a real. Next year is going to be a real like you know like. I, I want to say Super Bowl or bust, but I, it, like, I think it's going to be at least at least conference championship or bust. You guys got to at least so. make it to the game. I think I for think, Garrett Wilson, I think it's playoffs yes. or bust. You I know think for saying? Brees Hall, it's even if you guys just make barely make wild card. Yeah, I think I think it's still playoffs or bust. I think because remember, Aaron Rodgers is going to be here for at least two or three years. So 
you know, given given everything that happened this year, I think one the next season is playoffs or bust. I think you ramp up your expectations in year two. That's where you start talking about conference championships and stuff. I think for for the Jets, I think for the organization, just making the playoffs after what is it, um, six, fourteen years of not making the playoffs. I think that I think that yeah, I think that's right. I think yeah, yeah. that ticks the box for for next year. You know, I don't so, know. I don't know. Playoffs still be. I mean, think about how high, how happy they were after like some of the wins this season. If they make the playoffs, they'll be ecstatic. Yeah, yeah, but that's I true. Do, I do true. think that I do think that Garrett Wilson actually, somewhat paradoxically, will be the player to leave sooner. Um, and Brees, I think Garrett Wilson leaves after next stink year. and stay longer. But I think whether you guys win or lose, I think Garrett Wilson is gone. I don't think they so. win the Super Bowl. Garrett Wilson goes to another team. Well, if they win yeah. the Super Bowl, Garrett Wilson is but, an MVP of the Super Bowl, and yeah, then he'll leave. Twenty-five. Yeah, because the thing is, the, 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 like, thing, the reason the are. reason I think that Garrett Wilson leaves is because I think Garrett Wilson is one of the smartest people on that team. And if I were Garrett Wilson, like, yeah, I'm gonna give this team a shake, yeah, and and I'm gonna like try to to win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers and stuff like that. But I know that this Aaron Rodgers train isn't gonna be here forever. Uh, and. And after Aaron Rodgers, again, it's going to be rebuild mode. I'm not going to be here for the rebuild either. Well, that's so, like, like I said, it's it's really dependent on what the Jets do. This these yeah. 13, the, 13 and four Jets beat the Chiefs in the first round of the playoffs. You think Garrett Wilson's going to be like, nah? He's coming I'm back just straight out the door. He, I don't he's know about a, he, that. Yeah, oh, he's a, he's a it guy. Depends on so many things. Yeah, he's yeah. he's a guy that strikes me as as you know what. I started this journey. Let's see if we can finish it. I really, truly believe that's that's who Garrett Wilson is. Who really knows you know what I'm saying? Right? I don't believe that that's what Brees Hall is, but I do believe that that's what I think. Garrett Brees Hall wanted out this season. I think like by some of the uh, some of the post game interviews, it sounded like yeah. he was ready to be like, "Yeah, I need a trade." And we're already paying Sauce and Quinnen, so yeah. we're good yeah. there. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. All right, well. Again, my everything I say is just speculation. I'm just kind of trying to be not that I'm trying to be controversial. I just feel everything like say is a prayer. Huh? So everything we say is a prayer. Please don't leave. <laughs> I, I I just have this I just have this gut feeling that 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 uh that Garrett Wilson is 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 going to read the writing on the wall and be like, let me get out of here before it's too it's too late if there's an opportunity to get out. One last thing. Is Zach is Zach the backup for the New York Jets? Nope, he's gone. He's gone. That kid is gone. He's gone. He's gone. Okay. He's they're they're gonna he's cut gone. They're gonna they already said that today, I think they're looking they're looking for a veteran backup, I believe. Somebody uh, somebody's either mentioned that or it was a somebody somebody a mentioned rumor that from a reputable source that that was something mentioned that what someone had said that, that the Jets would be targeting a veteran, veteran backup quarterback. In the offseason, mm-hmm. which means that Zach is definitely out the fucking door. Well, I, I will say this. Um <clears throat> Salah didn't necessarily give him an endorsement. He's he talked about how Zach is going to be a great player. He's gonna he's gonna have a great career in this league. He's gonna be here for a long time. Then they asked him, is he back here next year? They said he said, We'll see. Joe Douglas in his interview um was asked about Zach 
And point blank, they said, are you going to trade him? He didn't say no, but he also said, well, if the phone rings, you know I'm going to pick it up. Yeah. So The problem is how many – here's the issue. How many people are calling for Zach? You'd be surprised. You'd be, you'd be surprised. Maybe. You know, there's, there's going to be somebody – Listen, there's going to be somebody. I can see him going to the Panthers. Look, as much as somebody that's going to look at his talent and say, I can unlock this kid. I don't even think it's that. That's the thing about Zach. I don't even think it's that. Me being the Zach truther, quote unquote, all season, (laughs) one thing that he proved is that he can be a relatively competent backup quarterback. He's not going to be, he's probably not going to be a starting quarterback in this league. But he is a backup quarterback that has the ability to make plays at times in the right system. You can make him a really good backup quarterback that is somewhat reliable. I don't necessarily think that he's going to be a starter, but there is always a market for a good young backup quarterback. Second overall pick backup. Yeah. I mean, it, it is what it is. No, 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 no. I know. I just think it's funny. You know, it's like the, jet, the Jets the are turning that he's in now. The Jets, the Jets are turning into Oprah. Sending out all their quarterbacks to become backups. They're like, you get a backup. You get a backup. You get a backup. Yeah, they're going to get a veteran quarterback, and they're going to high. They're going to get another. They're going to get another QB this draft. I think. Um, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, like the thing is, this Q, this draft has so many quarterbacks that you're still going to have decent quarterbacks at pick number ten. They're going to get that quarterback, and that quarterback is going to sit behind Aaron Rodgers and the veteran. And he's probably going to sit for a year and a half to two years before he sees a game. That would be the smart thing for them to do. But they're not going to do that because they're not taking a quarterback at 10. They're going to take offensive line at 10. This is what I think the Jets should do with that pick. They should trade down because, remember, they don't have a second-round pick this year. So if they don't pick a quarterback at 10, they're not picking until the third round. All those good quarterbacks are gone at that point. So my my thing is, I think what they should do is they should take that number 10 pick, which still has a lot of value. Think about it. 10 was Garrett Wilson. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You can pick a really good player at 10. So you trade that pick down a couple of a couple of things, maybe to the 12th or the 13th round, get back a second round pick, then you go offensive line, then you go quarterback, then you've got then you're then you're cooking with 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 gas over here. You know I guess you could, but at the same time, with with so many great quarterbacks, do you want to pass up on another opportunity to have a really good quarterback? They're Cause... not going to take a quarterback in the first All round. Right. Nice. Be, you know why? Because because as, as much as it makes sense, they have to go all in with Aaron Rodgers, and that means you have to get an offensive line in the first round. So that's why I say trade that pick down. Go maybe thirteen. See see who's out there because there's a lot of offensive linemen also in this draft. Yeah, get the get the offensive linemen. Get your quarterback of the future in the second round, and then just build it from there. You got to work on. You can you can buy yourself a, an offensive lineman through free agency. I don't know who's out there this year. I'd have to take a look. I haven't started looking yet. But mo- th- th- quite honestly, if you're going to go all in with Aaron Rodgers, the the smart thing to do is to do it with a, a veteran offensive lineman with a veteran but, offensive line that's why i say you, you buy the offensive line and you right. and you draft a qb yeah but you still gotta you still gotta he's not gonna accept the fact and again this goes back to 
who's running the organization, right? Yeah. You're I mean, not going to accept the fact that you're going to get a quarterback when you know that offensive line is is a need. You know what I'm saying? He's going to he's going to be there. It's the same thing when he was in Green Bay. He want he wants certain guys for certain things because it's all about him. You cannot be thinking about the future. You got to be thinking about right now. So the Jets. And I wish I, I wish I didn't finish. I wish I didn't finish this because I was going to say I was going to use this. Actually, I was waiting for the right moment, but the uh, the cast is almost over. And I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to eat this lollipop. But you know what? I was saving this whole thing the entire episode. <laughs> I wanted the right moment for me to be like, you know what? Aaron Rodgers is playing you guys for a sucker. <laughs> hey, listen, but you know what? It, it's veteran quarterbacks because Brady did the same thing. Peyton Manning did the same thing. You know what I'm saying? This is this is the reality of when you're dealing with diva quarterbacks, when you're dealing with the yeah, Hall of Fame so. quarterbacks, you got to keep them happy. That's just that's just the reality of it. So, you know, it is what it is. So hmm. Jose, any final thoughts? Nope. <laughs> Bingo. I just hope we win next year. And Aaron Rodgers needs to win and stop. He does. Flush the he BS. Talks a lot final of crap. Thoughts. Let's get it done. You know what I'm saying? Talks a lot of crap. All right. Next up, the important dates for both teams. We got the combine coming up in February. We got the draft in April. Hey, are we doing the draft party again this year? I would totally do it. That was a lot of fun. It was, right? I thought it was a ton of fun to do the draft. If you can try to fly down there, actually. There you go. That's Dude, it was so much fun, man. I was surprised how much fun the draft party was. Right. Now, what dates are those? Because as long as, as long as I have right on the screen, because we got to we got to do the first night. Flight down to New York. We got to do the first night of the draft. It's the only one that counts. Okay. Yeah. When the Jets take an offensive lineman. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it's going to be yeah. a hell of a draft. It's funny because this past draft was a bigger draft for the Jets than the Giants. I think that now the roles have been reversed. This draft is going to be all Giants. You know, I think like all lights are gonna, all, all all eyes are gonna be on the Giants. What QB we take? Because we're probably Absolutely. taking a QB. Um, I would are be surprised if we don't take a QB. Huh? Are they gonna take a QB or are they gonna? I'd be very surprised if they don't. You know, uh, I think that even if even if Daniel Jones is your QB for the next three years, the risk of uh, re-injury that neck um, is is too much. I think that you can, I think that you can let him play out his entire four-year contract. Get a QB now. Let the QB sit behind Daniel Jones. If Daniel Jones ends up going down after one year uh, with an injury, then you have you know a QB ready to play that's sat at least a season. Hopefully, Daniel Jones can be health- healthy for a whole season. Or you can have Daniel Jones play the rest of his entire his four year contract. He'll be in his second year of a four year contract. Let this QB sit. Possibly have him see some action in the uh, and a little bit late in the in in. In uh, in year two of that QB, maybe more in year three, and then Daniel Jones's contract will be up, and you can start the new guy after doing it the right way, sitting with Daniel with uh, uh, with Dable and uh, and Shane, and watching Daniel Jones and and kind of getting this team together for that new QB. I think that that's probably what's going to happen because I don't. They're obviously not going to move off of Daniel Jones. I doubt that they're going to move off of him. Um, after his uh, second year, barring any uh, crazy things happening to him, um, but the his risk of him, that, huh? His contract makes it easy after next year. 
his contract does make it easy, but I also think that like, yeah, they, they could, you know, I think that, uh, that they can, they can hold them for the third year and then, and then, and then bail out I, after that. Yeah. You know, and, I, and I kind of agree part. with you. Uh, they made the contract that way for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. They made the contract that way for a reason. But I, I kind of agree with Gabe. Gabe, Gabe hit, hit a, hit a, a very good point. They're probably going to get the quarterback that they need. Uh, Daniel Jones hopefully is healthy enough to play. There's a question whether he's going to be healthy to start the season. Um, but the best case scenario, you, you let him play next year. Hopefully he's healthy to get through the entire year. You let your quarterback sit for that year. And then maybe in year two, maybe in the fifth or sixth game of the season, that's that's when you start sprinkling in your new quarterback. So I think you know. I think if Daniel Jones stays healthy throughout, I think that we see the the new QB play, play the last two three games, you know, a couple stints here and there where you can sprinkle yeah, him. Exactly. Stuff. I don't think it would be that early, like fifth or sixth game, un, un, unless things are going terrible. Um, but the uh, right. the risk of a third neck injury on Daniel Jones, and that's it. He becomes completely damaged goods. He wouldn't be. He would have to retire because I don't think any team would take him even as a backup with a with a with a busted neck injury. Um, were, we having that, were we having that discussion early on in the season? Why why does everybody think Daniel Jones is a, is a injury-prone quarterback? I, I, I don't necessarily think that it's that he's injury-prone. I think that when you have the, uh, the, the terrible O-line play that we've had this year and he's been the, you know, on the brunt of it, it's just that now, now you don't have a choice. Like, how do you, how do you, if he takes another bad hit on the neck, I don't think that's injury prone, but if he's injured, you know, what do you do? You, you, you just don't evaluate that. You can't blame the O-line forever. I mean, you could still blame the O-line, but you still can't invest on a, on a, on a quarterback that has a recurring neck injury. Well, the, the one thing I will say, it's interesting that the O-line quote unquote got a little better without Daniel Jones in the lineup. So, yeah, I mean, like it, it just felt like honestly, really super cool. weird. You know what I'm saying? No, we did. I think you know what's funny. I think our O line got much better the day that we got Pew in, and and it just progressively got better to the point where like we were able to kind of put things together too late in the season. Yeah, I mean, Tommy Pugh. DeVito got rocked for a, like a bunch of games. Also, they, I don't know. I wouldn't say they got that much better. I feel like the last couple of games, maybe. It, it also it also there was the one game that Tommy DeVito didn't take a single sack. Yeah, one, and then he took like seven, six, yeah. five. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, they, I mean, I give you that. That's rough. True. You know, I, 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 and that was the game that they got Pew, I think, right where they where he didn't take yeah. a single. It, it no, may no, not have been Pew earlier than that. Either way, it's you know, they, it was still rough. And Tyrod, it was still rough, rough, but we did get better. It was still rough, but we did get better. Yeah, and it started getting better when we yeah. got Pew. <laughs> And when, uh, when when Andrew Thomas came back, anything is better yeah. than the early part of the season, so, honestly. And now Pew, Pew's not playing that that well anyway, so you know you, you got lightning in the bottle at the start with him, but uh, he hasn't been good since. So um, anyway, it's like you said, Andrew Thomas was the key. Andrew Thomas always has been the key. You know, you you put him on that line, and that line just by just by association gets better. Yeah. You know? All right. This is it. 18 weeks of this. Well, we did miss one week because everybody we was only because we were miserable sick. that week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sick, miserable, miserable, bad. Like... But 18 weeks, man. I mean, <laughs> who who would have thunk it, right? 
Yeah, this is a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to some of the other casts that we're gonna have in a bit because we still we still need to get on here and talk a little bit about the uh, the postseason when Super Bowl comes around at least. Yeah, I mean we're still we're still not done watching football. We're just done talking Giants Jets. Um, Then of course we got like the off season stuff. So, but this is it for the season. You know, I hope everyone. I think I I hope all you guys have enjoyed. You know the banter that we have, like our talk, and sometimes sometimes it's late. Sometimes we uh, you know, uh, we're all tired and stuff. But uh, but we do it because it's fun, and we do it because we want to have fun with you guys out there listening. So thank you guys. Yes, thank you. If you've you. made it all the way through, just made it through the another Jets Giants season exactly. With That's us. what I was about to say. Somehow. We we somehow survived New York football this year, so it is what it is. All right, um, yeah, that's that's it. I mean, that's all, folks. That's all, Turn folks. The lights. Please remember Turn to subscribe to the cast. Please remember to hit that like button. Please remember to share the podcast. And until next time. Which it'll be next time. <laughs> go Giants. And, and go Jets. Go Jets. Woo!